This is Monty in the Morning, the show Phoenix Magazine readers voted number one talk radio show in Arizona. Number one during your morning commute. Number one whenever news breaks during your day. And number one whenever and wherever you want to talk sports. Now it's time for Monty in the Morning. Hey, yo, man. How the heck are you? It is the Monty Show. It is Friday, July 8th. 2022 and thank god it is friday we got a lot of utah jazz to get to today i want to answer the question and i want to have the conversation are the utah jazz respected nationally are the utah jazz a team that people just assume are going to be bad are the utah jazz getting the respect that danny ainge i think has earned We're going to play some sound that's going to call that into question. Uh, we got to get you an update on the Kevin Durant situation because the question also has to be asked, did the Utah Jazz break the Kevin Durant trade? We'll talk about all that. By the way, Kyrie's in L.A. Is Kyrie Irving going to be a Laker? And, oh, if you are an Android phone user, you will not be amused. (laughs) Anyway. Uh, the point is, uh, if you are an Android phone user, you should probably, you don't want to go anywhere because the breaking news today about Android phones and what is going on with the Android platform should be incredibly disappointing if you own an Android phone. Which is why you shouldn't own an Android. You should own an iPhone, That's obviously. exactly right. Loser. Yeah. Um, but what you do want to do is get enough sleep. We've got all that coming up. But without, let me slide over the magic mixer. Without further ado, we need to get to um, Utah Jazz basketball because one of the questions that I think has to be asked, do the Utah Jazz get the respect they deserve nationally? And, And kind of the genesis of this topic this morning is that you hear all of these rumors and you hear all of this, Donovan wants to do this, Donovan's doing that. He wants to go play for the, you know, Poughkeepsie Red Raiders. He's going to the Shanghai Sharks. Right. He's retiring because he hated Rudy Gobert. Like all of these rumors that are absolutely false and made up. The question has to be asked, do the Utah Jazz get enough respect nationally? And are the Utah Jazz an organization that is going to have to power grab that respect, I guess is the way I look at that. So, Jake, when you think about the Utah Jazz and the national perspective of the Jazz, do you believe they get the respect they deserve? Well, no, and and I think part of that is they haven't, they haven't, you know, on the floor anyway, haven't earned that respect. You know, if you go back five years to the Phoenix Suns, the Phoenix Suns were a laughingstock in the league. They were thought of as this team that that was never good. They just play in that small town out in Phoenix. Like, you know, this is, you know, for Laker fans, for how long that was, that was basically a win every time you went out there. And then things changed. They changed their front office. They changed the roster, obviously built around Devin Booker. And now they're respected as one of the league's best teams and the premier free or the premier player in the NBA wants to be traded to that team because he's unhappy in his situation. So the Phoenix Suns have earned their respect, but the Utah Jazz have not done that yet. The Utah Jazz uh, are still looked at as sort of a small market, you know, hey, you guys were good for a couple of seasons and then you were bad uh, all the way back to Stockton and Malone, you know, and, and that's what I think the issue is. The Utah Jazz 
are not looked at as a a juggernaut or a team that you have to fear or or anything like that. And that's mainly because they haven't earned that respect in the modern day NBA game. And I just think that that this is why this offseason is so important on, on so many levels. Like, you know, we've talked so much about Donovan Mitchell and what he needs to bring to the table this coming season. We've talked so much about how important that Rudy Gobert trade was, which we're going to get to again here in a minute. But there are all these things at play that if you do them right, will garner you respect in the league because you're going to be a better team. And that ultimately is what needs to take place. But right now, I would say, no, they're not respected in the NBA, and that's an issue. Yeah, and I I think you're exactly right about that. And I think one of the other things that when we talk about respect, one of the other things that you're seeing a lot is, is negativity and rumors about guys like Donovan Mitchell. And you're seeing that Donovan Mitchell is a constant topic of conversation around the NBA. And I don't think in a good way, when you hear um, all of this stuff, and we're going to play this Brian Windhorst sound for you, because I think this is the perfect example. I have a lot of respect for Brian Windhorst. Obviously, he is one of the top national pundits when it comes to NBA, NBA news, NBA rumors, you know, you know what NBA sources are saying. But if you listen to this audio right here, this is ESPN NBA insider um, Brian Windhorst a week ago talking about Donovan Mitchell. O'Neal is one of uh, Donovan Mitchell's best friends on the team, if not his best friend. He was traded away. Uh, Eric Paschal has been one of Donovan Mitchell's best friends his entire life. The Jazz released him or let him out of his contract. He will no longer be on the team. That happened yesterday. So yesterday, they made two moves to sort of move off of two of Donovan Mitchell's right. teammates, and now we have this. Well, let's not. That is Brian Windhorst talking about how Donovan Mitchell is going to be traded away from the Utah Jazz. That right. was a week ago. Right. Oh, all of his friends are gone, and why would he oh, want to be here? Why would he want to be there? Right. And he, he this is a, they're tearing it down. Right. Uh, apparently, that tune has changed because here's Brian Windhorst yesterday on ESPN. Jazz make this trade with Rudy Gobert uh, last week where they get an incredible haul of draft picks in which the Nets respond by saying, well, now the price for Durant just went high, higher. And the rest of the league is kind of saying, we don't think so. We don't want to pay that price. We didn't like that trade. And then you look at Donovan Mitchell. After the Gobert trade, there was a belief that maybe Mitchell would be next. And maybe at some point he will be. But for now, the Jazz are telling people they don't intend to trade him. And on Mitchell's side, he's going to stand pat. He's not going to force any action right now. So without Mitchell in the market, um, there's the teams are not trying to outbid each other. You, it, it doesn't make sense for teams to sell their house to pay for a car, even if that car is a Lamborghini like Kevin Durant. That's amazing to me. Yes. Completely, a complete 180 from six days ago to yesterday. Right. And again, I, I know that that it pisses people off when we say this, but we have not changed our opinion on this and our sourcing on this for seven months. Yeah. We have told you the Jazz are not trading Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell has never asked to be traded or demanded to be traded. And it's remarkable to me that yesterday, and I thought yesterday was a real seminal moment in rumors about the Jazz, because now you see that the Jazz are not only a major player nationally, they're on ESPN every day. Yes. Somebody's talking about the Jazz every single day. And now this conversation about, did Danny Ainge make it impossible for the Brooklyn Nets to trade Kevin Durant? And I would say not impossible. 
He just made it very difficult. Yeah, no, I completely agree. I think that Danny Ainge, this trade, the Rudy Gobert trade, totally changed the market. And I think that that I I, I have a tough time believing Danny Ainge didn't take that into account when he made the deal. I think that the reason that part of the reason the Timberwolves deal was so attractive to Danny Ainge is because, again, like we've been talking about, Danny Ainge doesn't just make one deal and his mind is just focused on that one deal. He's That's making right. that deal with the understanding, okay, if I make this deal, what does that do to the market? But then also, what position does that put me in to go and get, you know, a guy like DeAndre Ayton, let's say, or, or you know, trade Mike Conley to Dallas, or, you know, whatever that next move would be in his mind. And I think it's absolutely fair to say that the Utah Jazz broke the market in the NBA because Rudy Gobert, they got a haul for him. They got a haul in the Rudy Gobert trade. And so if you're the Brooklyn Nets, you're saying, okay, well, if Rudy got that, if they got that for Rudy what are we getting for Kevin Durant? And the problem is, is that teams are no longer going through the, the, the bidding war, if you will, to get Kevin Durant. They've named their price and that's what it is. And that's why everything is sort of slowed down. But I think what's really interesting is the Utah Jazz are connected to this Kevin Durant situation in so many different ways. And I just think that what's crazy, like you were just saying, is that we haven't heard anything we haven't seen anything that would suggest that Donovan Mitchell, you know, asked for a trade or wants to leave or anything like right, that. And right. yet, yet you have national media going back and forth on it. And I just think that we have to understand that because the Utah Jazz are not in a big market, if you will, they're not in New York City or Chicago, that a lot of the stuff that national people say is highly speculatory. It's just, hey, like, this happened here, so we're going to speculate there. And that's why you get, again, I love Wendy. I love the relationship with LeBron and everything he's done. It's no disrespect to him, but this is what happens. You flip-flop. And I'm just, I, we just wanted to talk about this today because we haven't flip-flopped. Donovan's not going anywhere, and we've said that repeatedly. Yeah, and I, I, I don't know. I don't know what the Jazz will have to do, but I do feel like a good bit of this is the Jazz just being disrespected across the NBA. And I think a lot of that is is going to go away when the Jazz win a championship. And I, I do think they're going to win a championship. Yeah, I think it's a matter of, of when, not if. I think Danny Ainge is too talented as an executive not to win a championship. And I think when you look at what Danny's done here, getting the Jazz in financial, um, you know, a, a, a good financial position, a better financial, a better position. operating space. Yeah, I would, I would agree. He got the Utah Jazz. He got their financial house in order. He brought in a bunch of assets, and again, not to be redundant, but the trades we've seen across the NBA over the last month have all been, you know, NBA draft pick, NBA, you know, assets. The Jazz weren't able to do that. It's why they couldn't make a trade at the trade deadline in February, and now you're able to make that trade yeah. because there's a lot more appetite for that. So now you have multiple first-round picks, and I have to believe that the Utah Jazz are far from done dealing. Sources told me yesterday that the Jazz are absolutely one of the busiest teams still today in the trade market, and frankly, Jake, I think they need to be because I still think they have a lot of holes, and we talked about Chris Mannix. We've talked about Jake Fisher. Like, right, right. You hear all the national guys that talk about trades and sourcing, and what you hear is, well, they're not a good – the Jazz are not a good team. They're not going to the playoffs. It's a rebuild. People talk about this Jazz team like it's a finished product. Yeah. And I don't think they're anywhere near a finished product, frankly. I don't think that this Utah Jazz team is, is going to training camp. 
they're going to have to acquire a center. Yeah. They're going to have to acquire pow a power forward. I think they're going to have to trade Mike Conley and Boyan Bogdanovich, and my guess is that happens in the next 10 days. Right. I think a lot of business is going to get done at Summer League. Yeah. A lot. I, I, I think that the Utah Jazz are, 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 are very active, and I think it, it really is – this is a situation where the teams that are most active when when everything is quiet are going to win once the Kevin Durant trade goes down. To me, the way this is going to work out is Kyrie Irving is going to get traded, hopefully to the Lakers, but who knows, right? So that trade's going to go down, and then that's going to cause a domino effect. You're going to see Kevin Durant get traded. You're going to see, you know, the the three team deal, like as an example, uh, you know, Aiton going to Utah and. And, and Beverly and Picks going to Phoenix, and then he's going to Brooklyn. Like, you're going to see all these these deep trades happen quickly. I Like, if you're a Utah Jazz fan right now, I know it's very quiet right now. There's not a lot happening. Like, you know, Salt Lake Summer League just ended. Las Vegas is starting. Like, yep. things, things will move. Yep, I agree. All right, let's get your comments in here. Um, again, massive week on the show this week. Massive week on the podcast this week. Thank you so much for watching the show every morning. Obviously, we couldn't do what we do without you guys. Yeah. Um, your comments are such a big part of the show, so we appreciate that. Um, Karen Montemayor, the first one wow, in this morning. Wow, Karen, welcome to the show. I saw a picture of Donovan in a Mets uniform. Does this mean he's being traded to the Mets? Well, that's what I heard is that the, the Jazz were trying to acquire um, a catcher and a corner infielder to round out the uh, the roster Info for this season. No. Um, JP Shanahan says, uh, get once again, first, uh, wrong. He says, oh, sorry. Second, Karen beat you today. Not good. <laughs> Neville 93. What's up? Good to see you. Hullabilly. What's going on? Hullabilly says fourth one in first to like, by the way, Jared Butler is trying to play his way out of Utah after going four of 15 from three yesterday. Yeah. What do you make of Jared Butler in summer league? Because I actually think this is a really good point. Um, I saw a bunch of the jazz media tweeting yesterday that, um, Jared had a good game. Look, I, I don't disagree that Jared had a good game. I don't disagree. And, um, you know, I, I, I don't know. There's our ticker right there. Uh, we put on the ticker today that, you know, Jared Butler is, you know, he's a guy that I think, um, you know, he's some, how do I, how do I put this about Jared Butler? Jared Butler's a guy, in my, and this is just my opinion, Jared Butler's a guy, in my opinion, who's got to show out in, in Las Vegas. He, he's got to. He's in a make-or-break window. He did not impress me last year, and I think there's a very good chance, Jake, and this is just my opinion, there's a very good chance that Jared Butler's not on this team this year. Yeah, well, the fact is is the NBA is a, is a, is a very cold-blooded league as far as performance is concerned, so... You know, I can sit here and say, hey, Jared Butler didn't get a fair chance. Hey, Quinn wouldn't play him. Like, hey, he didn't get developmental minutes. Like, you didn't really do right by Jared Butler, which is my opinion. I don't really think they gave him a fair chance. But that doesn't really matter if you got a fair chance or not. What matters is with the chances you did get, did you prove that you needed more chances? And I don't think that he has. I think that, yeah, he had a better game last night than than the first couple of games in, in Salt Lake Summer League. But but I don't think that by any stretch of the imagination, Jared Butler has blown anyone's doors off. It's not like we're sitting here this morning talking about, you know, hey, he had some ridiculous night and he was super efficient. And, you know, the problem was inefficiency last night. That was the issue. And so, yeah, he does need to stand out in Las Vegas Summer League. But I, but I think that... that Ultimately, the Utah Jazz need to make a decision. Are you going to invest in this kid and, and really develop him and, and really give him that chance that he's going to need? 
or do you need to ship him off? Because that that ultimately is what's going to decide his success or failure. He needs to be somewhere where he can get some minutes, man. I can't emphasize this enough. It is hard to put out good minutes when you're playing five minutes a night. Like, that's not easy to do. We've seen flashes of greatness out of this kid, but we don't see it very often because he doesn't play regularly. So that's why I say you. It, ultimately this falls on the Utah Jazz, and they need to make a choice, but I don't think that Jared Butler suddenly turns into a starter in this league. I think he's... He's a bench guy, a rotational player. That's what I look at Jared Butler as. Well, I totally disagree. I think Jared Butler is on the precipice of being a G League player um, because he continues, you know, looking at the numbers last night, Jared Butler struggled. And I know that he had his best game at 22 points, but he shot 8 of 21 from the floor. Um, I, I don't see a situation where... Jared Butler, certainly not game one. The, the Jazz went 0-3 in SLC Summer League play. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I look at the the numbers. Jared Butler, 8 of 21, 4 of 15 from 3. 21 shots to get 22 points is not good. Yeah. Um, seven boards, seven dimes is, is fine. But you're telling me what you saw last night from him is at, like – I don't have a lot of hope for Jared Butler. Well, I, I, I think, don't. Am I being too negative? Yeah, I think, uh, in my opinion, you are. I think that Jared Butler. You got to look at skill set. Like, like, yes, I agree. He was incredibly inefficient last night. There's no question about that. That you just can't disagree with that. But I do think when you look at a player in summer league, I'm not necessarily looking for ultimate efficiency or like you know amazing games. Like it is nice to see it when it does happen. Like Bancaro looked amazing last night. You know, like Chet looked great in his first game, crappy in his second game. Like these guys are going to go back and forth. But I think for Jared Butler, the thing is is that you need to show me that you can operate with a guy on your hip at at the free throw line in your dribbling with one hand. You need to show me that that you can hit the little mid-range floater. You need to show me that you know how to create angles with the pick that's set for you, and you know how to put guys in position in the pick and roll to be successful. I'm looking for skill set things in Summer League. I think he shows that from a passing perspective. I think he definitely shows that from a, a instinctual like rebounding uh, perspective, but I think what he struggles with is the speed of the game. Mentally, the game is still too fast for him, and that's what I think is tough. That's why I say if the guy could just get some more minutes, I think it would help him a lot. But I think it's harsh to say to say he's on his way to the G League. I just think that he may not be with the Utah Jazz. Yeah. Maybe I'm wrong. Let's get some of your thoughts in here cuz I I I I'd love to see what what do what do you guys think about Jared Butler? Is Jared Butler uh an NBA player cuz cuz I just don't see it right now. Uh, Spencer Morgan says, oh, so now the summer league matters. It doesn't matter in terms of wins and losses. Like the thing that stands out to me and the thing that bothers me so much about what I saw last night is I didn't see NBA quality basketball these last three games. And when we look at Jared Butler, you had so many questions about him coming out of last season. And this is your first real exposure to him. I don't see that he added a skill set. I don't see that he is shooting the ball better. I don't see that he has got some incredible handle. I don't see the floor general. I don't see the maturity. I don't see the composure. I still see really bad decision-making. And, you know, like I I look at Kofi Cockburn, Coburn. I look at Kofi Coburn. That's a guy I can say, okay, well, I see ceiling there. Like I see a guy that can develop and grow. Okay, I want to see more of that. I want to see more of that. 
I don't know what the upside on Jared Butler is. I I, I don't. I, I'm really. This is the first time I I have said to myself, watching him play last night. I thought to myself, I don't know that he's an NBA player. I, I really don't. I have no idea. And he, because you're no longer a rookie, and let's not forget this guy's not 20 years old, freshman out of college. This is a guy that's got miles on the tires. And I, I, I don't, I feel like now I'm making too much out of it, well, but I, I have just, a high I, level of concern about him. I just think it's one of those situations where, where, yeah, I mean, he's not a kid, but, but he's also not like, uh, you know, a, a, a you know, an old veteran, obviously. I think it's just one of these situations where it's it's he just he just needs development. Like I, I know I keep saying that, but he needs more time. He needs more coaching. I mean, to 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 say that that he hasn't developed a new skill is true, but at the same time, when you when you realize the timeline, I think we could agree he hasn't really had a lot of time. Like, I mean, he's had what, like a month, I guess, since their season ended. Is that is that maybe maybe a touch longer than that? Really, like six weeks, maybe to to develop something new in his game, and that's why I'm saying I'm not necessarily, you know, looking for the guy to like ball out in summer league. Would that be nice? Yes, it would. But what I'm looking for, like to your point, is you know good decision making, like like putting like as a point guard, you know, creating the space and the angles on the floor when your big comes up to set that pick to then put your big in a good position in the pick and roll or like the the decision making on whether to to pass for the alley oop in the pick and roll or take the floater just inside the free throw line like those little things those natural you know instinctual decisions that you're making that's what you're looking for with Jared Butler and yeah he's been in, inconsistent now is that cuz he's not an NBA player or is that because he hasn't had enough reps to really decide if he's an NBA player I think that's the conversation with Jared Butler, but I think he he I think he is someone that can be a bench player in the NBA provided he gets a dedicated opportunity to play and work through, you know, crappy play on the floor. That's the only way a lot of these guys get to where they've gotten to. Hey, we're yeah. okay with you sucking for a minute. And, and I'm not saying that he'll never be an NBA player. Right now today, I have real reservations about whether or not Jared Butler can can develop into into a, a regular just a rotational player not a starting point guard not a backup point guard just somebody that can come in and give you the, he's a guy right now if he's on this roster can he play 20 minutes a night well I kind of tend to think he can't but I think you know? the only way and, to get there is by giving him 20 minutes a night for well, early in the year but like, you gotta, gotta earn that you well, got at some point you gotta earn that you know what I mean? Well, what are you supposed to? Here's the thing. What are you supposed to do with him? Because obviously, right now, he probably doesn't have a ton of value in the league, but he doesn't have a lot of value to you. But that's what I'm saying. This is why Fizdale was brought yeah. in. This is why. This is why this new front office needs right, to but, develop their uh, but assets. But understand, I want to be careful here. I'm not saying to cut bait on Jared Butler. What I'm saying is this: this ain't it. This is not that. This Jared Butler. If we're talking about development, send him to the G League and let him play. Night after night, give that guy 35, 40 minutes yeah. a night in the G League, and let's watch the but kid then develop. Don't, but the issue was last year. See, we talked about this on the show. The issue was last year they gave him the major minutes in the G League. He did ball out. He did play well. But then you'd bring him up to the NBA, and he'd sit on the bench and just sit there, and he'd get garbage minutes for two minutes a night. That's the problem. So that's why I say I hope that Will Hardy has a plan for, for Jared Butler, 
And I would agree. Send him to the G League. Get him going. Get him in the flow of the game. And then bring him up and give him 15-20 a night and see what he can do. If at that juncture he doesn't come through, if at that time like he doesn't he doesn't have the goods, all right, then we can cut bait. But I think the kid needs a legit like 10-15 game run of NBA action after the G League to really give a fair assessment. That's what I think needs to happen. Yeah, I don't know, man. I I I am I struggle with this idea that he just needs time. I, I don't know. Hey, look, guys, I'm open to the idea. I'm completely wrong about this. I, I am I am not patient with rookies. I'm that guy. I am not patient with rookies. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lorenzo Miranda gives us a $2 tip. Lorenzo, appreciate you. He says, who's responsible for drafting Jared Butler? Um, that's an interesting question. That is an interesting question. Um, Justin Zanuck certainly has to yeah. be that guy. Um, I think that you would put that on Justin Zanuck. I thought it was a great move. They traded in to get him. Um, at what they draft him 41st in the second round. Like I, I didn't have any trouble with any trouble with them drafting. Yeah, The him. pick wasn't the issue. The developmental curve last season was the issue. Now, again, I, I think we've talked ad nauseum about the fact that the jazz are working hard to build their developmental apartment, Fizdale, your mom, like all this stuff. I totally get it. I want better fucking execution. My biggest issue again is that Jerry Butler's not just a, a pup one year out of college. You need him to produce and produce now. This is a guy that's got a national championship, played well. Like There were expectations, and those expectations were not met. Uh, Dominion Small says, I like Butler, but I just don't see it. Very low ceiling. Well, there's a question. That's a very really good question. And I don't see. I don't think that the, it's off base to say that. Like I, I, I don't think Jared Butler is one of those guys. Where if you believe, hey, I don't see it. Like the ceiling's not there. I don't think you're wrong for that. I, my personal opinion, what I believe about Jared Butler is he has a lot more to offer. But I don't think that Jared Butler has been given a consistent opportunity mm. at the NBA level to fail. Like that's the thing. And I know that sounds harsh, but ultimately, if you think about it, it's a business decision. Hey. The first 15 games of the year, when nothing really matters in the NBA season, we're going to give this kid minutes off the bench behind Don. He's going to come in. He's going to be our backup point guard, and we're going to see what he has to offer. If and that, if you're Jared Butler, that's it. You're either going to fly or you're going to or you're going to drown. And and I think that he, I think he needs that yeah, opportunity. I, I'm curious what that what that looks like. I mean, I I look at, um, I look at guys, and I, I just don't think you get. I don't think you get a whole lot of opportunity in this league to fail. That's wow. the thing that I, I think is so difficult to um, to comprehend, to grasp, is that I just don't think you get a whole lot of opportunity at, to fail. Like, I, I really don't. And I know this is an extreme comparison. Sure. Look at the trajectory and the path Markel Fultz has had to take with the shoulder thing and, like, you know, number one. I think wasn't he number one overall pick, I believe? In his draft, I could be wrong, but memory serves, I think he was. If not, he's a top five pick, I'm pretty sure. Um, Like a really high-end draft pick, you know, coming out of Washington, amazing things, and then can't shoot a basketball. Injured, traded, like all these different things, and now he's come back for Orlando. And he's not been some top-tier player. He's not been some ridiculous revelation in the league but he's been given enough opportunities to fail that he found success and that that I'm just going to keep saying that about Jared Butler until he gets that chance with 
the Utah Jazz. And it very well, he may very well be included in one of these three-team deals that the, that the Jazz are are trying to work. You know, I could very well see Jared Butler being, you know, that, that finishing little cherry on top type figure in a trade that would get a deal done. So, you know, Whoa. we'll see. Yeah, and I, I think that's, I think there's a lot of, and I want again, I want to be careful. I'm not trying to put this kid in the ground, and I see all the comments, but I just think it's one of those deals where you have to figure out how and when and and where you are going to deploy this kid. Um, because I think it's it's a deal where you have to, on some level, have concern for zero depth on this this bench the last two years. Agreed. Not a little bit, None. zero depth yeah. on this bench the last two years. And that's why I say I'm not trying to bury Jared Butler. And it, 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 like I look at this Kenai Johnson comment, Butler is like Trey Burke. Trey Burke was a better player at this point than Jared Butler is for the Jazz. I agree. Better peer score. He was. Yeah. He was a he well, he we a funny story is we paid Trey Burke to come on the morning show at K Fan when they first drafted him. Right. The kid never answered the phone. It was terrible. But <laughs> he was actually a pretty decent player. Yeah. I don't know that I don't know that. Jared Butler develops into even a, a a regular rotational player. But the Utah Jazz need him to yeah. if he's going to be here. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, Key himself says uh, he gives us a $2 tip. Key, appreciate that. Starting five, Conley, Spida, Katie, Boyan, and Vanderbilt. Kevin Durant's never coming to Salt Lake City. Yeah. It ain't, it ain't going to happen. <laughs> it, you know, it's just not. $2, $2 tip or, excuse me, a $1.99 tip. Cheap. Where's my penny, man? Um, you owe me that penny. Um... A drinking and cigar journey with Eric Leatham. Thank you, Eric. Appreciate you, bro. Seriously, yeah, thank you. Seriously, pour some out with that penny. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, and Garcy, good morning to you, my friend. I refer back to the last program uh, post-game press conference Donovan did when he himself said he wasn't sure about coming back to ask him in a week or two. That's not what he said. That's not what he said. That's not what he said at all. I would go back and... I, I and I don't want to get into the he said. Yeah, she we're not said thing. we're not doing that. That's you can not go back. What he said. It's on YouTube. Like, he never said very... he wasn't sure if he was going to be here. Yeah, that, that's just not. Brett Robbins. Good morning. Saw Donovan this morning eating a peach, and you know what that means? Georgia Donovan to the Atlanta Hawks. That's the first thing I thought. I mean, obviously. I mean, how you do know. you how do you not put that together? I mean, that's clearly sourced information. That's you know really well respected. You know. Congratulations, oh, that's but funny. that's bullshit. Uh, Papa and Nana, Popo and Nana. Say good morning, lads. Good, good morning. morning. Ryan Buckley says, uh, "Morning, guys. I'm zooted right now." Okay, can you can what can you define the word zooted? Like, can I get country of origin on that word, please? Um, can you pronounce it again, please? Pronunciation. Um, zooted. Um, Caleb um, says, "Good morning, Monty. Have you sent Donovan to the Heat yet, buddy?" No, I haven't yet. No, haven't done that. You know, Ryan Buckley says the Jazz won't get respect until they win a championship. Probably true. I. Completely Probably agree, true. bro. Like that's how that's what it is. Brendan W. My sources told me Donovan is joining the Euroleague to chase a chip. Could be all gas, no break. Sounds very reasonable. Shanghai Sharks, bro. <laughs> that's in the Chinese. I know. I know. Chinese China and Europe are in two different places. Trust how about me. how about the former uh, Japanese prime minister getting assassinated, like dead? He was at a campaign stop yesterday. He got shot in the chest and his heart exploded. Bet you weren't expecting this one. What in the world is going on around the globe? Yeah, like this nothing is good, bro. Nothing good, man. Time. Nothing good. Uh, blind swordsman DS. Guys, I heard a rumor. 
Donovan is going to BYU to take over Jacob Conover's <laughs> spot. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. The, well only played. Chip, the only chip Donovan's winning is a national championship. Well played. Zach Bourne says as much as a lack of movement can be frustrating, it's because Ainge got so much in return for Rudy that um, the Nets can't get the right trade for him. Yeah, absolutely right. And that's why Absolutely that's why we right. titled the show The Utah Jazz Broke the NBA because yes. they quite literally broke the market. Yeah, exactly right. Uh, James Knight says Phoenix have done Jack as well. They haven't done much at all. I would agree I, with that. I think everyone's just waiting. We're waiting to see what Sean Marks is going to do in Brooklyn. Like, that's what we're waiting for. Yeah, and I, I think it'll be interesting to see, you know, how those things work out and what all that looks like. I, I, I do. I think I – think Sean Marks is going to have to take a haircut to trade KD. Yes, he is. But by the way, again, I was told yesterday uh, by NBA sources that are quite familiar with that Brooklyn situation, they are actively trying to trade Kyrie Irving before Kevin Durant. Um, yeah, because they want, I think they want, they want to gain their own leverage here. And one of those two has to be traded for the other to have leverage. And I think they realize they need far more leverage to get a return on Kevin Durant than Kyrie Irving. Yeah. And I think if Brooklyn gets their way, and I'm not saying they will, but if Brooklyn gets their way, they'll trade Kyrie Irving to the Lakers in the next 48 hours. Um, because the Lakers are thirsty. The Lakers have assets. If Brooklyn ends up with with uh, Talon Horton Tucker uh, and a package of players from the Lakers, I think they should be very happy with that. Because I, want it. I think when Talon Horton Tucker gets out of LA and he's able to spread his wings a little bit, and if you're in a rebuild mode the way that the Brooklyn Nets are, because obviously you're you're you want to talk about ripping something down to the studs. Yeah. That's what the Nets are going to do. How the fuck else would you do this job? I think Talon Horton Tucker is a guy that can flourish in Brooklyn in that scenario. But with LeBron and AD and Westbrook, there there's just no way he's going to grow there. So it'll be interesting to see. Caleb says, "Do you think the Jazz would be worse with Aiton than they were with Gobert? Aiton's not the defender Gobert is, and he is uh, he gets spoon fed for his 17 points." I think the skill set that DeAndre Ayton brings to the table is is very much in need for the Jazz. They need a he is a power forward at the center spot. Right. They need somebody that can shoot the jumper and they need somebody that can rebound. And DeAndre Ayton, for everything he's not defensively, DeAndre Ayton is a very skilled, very deep offensive player, and he is a good rebounder. Yeah. I wish he would catch the ball better. I wish he was a more, you know, present defender. He lacks he lacks intensity and and the want to to absolutely end you. Yeah, but boy, he can shoot the J and rebound, Jake. And I I I really think that DeAndre Ayton fits very well into what this Jazz team lacks. Yeah, I have a little trouble with the concept that DeAndre Ayton is is spoon fed his his buckets just because I think that he's got to make the jumper. I mean, when he's making the jumper, it, it totally changed what Phoenix was able to do on the offensive end. And that's why I say I don't think he's spoon-fed. Like, I think that when you're a big, like Rudy as an example, like being spoon-fed is just cleaning up missed buckets and dunking. That's, to me, that's being spoon-fed. But, like, I think DeAndre Ayton has great touch around the rim. He's got great touch on the jumper. Like, he's a phenomenal offensive player. The defensive stuff is what bothers you. So to answer your question directly, I, I do think that they would be better uh, specifically Donovan would be better playing with Aiton than he is with Gobert because Donovan needs space. Again, all the best scorers in the league have space. When you're watching a game, look at how much space they create for their premier score, whatever team it is. Donovan hasn't had that luxury in his career, and having Rudy on his team didn't really help with that. So I think Aiton would help with that a lot. 
Yep, I agree. Mr. E says, if Conley's traded, who should be next Jazz point guard? I, we get this question a lot. Yeah. It's impossible to answer. You need to tell me what they get in return. Where did Conley go? Was it a draft pick? Was it a body? Um, what did Danny Ainge bring back in free agency at that point? Because you're not just going to trade Mike Conley and start Jared Butler at point guard. Right. Um, you know, so are you going to sign a two and move Donovan to point full time, which I would disagree with. Like, there's just so much that you have to to consider when you're trying to figure out who fits where. Uh, Alex Chacon, good morning to you. Alex, he says, what do you think about throwing Bruno uh, a two-way? Bruno. Uh, What's that? I mean, interrupt yeah, you. No, that's fine. Um, I'd have to know more about why. I it, Like, all of these scenarios, these it's so hard to guess or wonder about specific players and their fit two-way versus full-time versus G League. like Versus your mom. Like, like yeah, like what's the roster have yeah. at that point? What's the finished roster look like? The Jazz should not at all be worried about two-way contracts until they know what their top 10 looks like. You have no idea what the top 10 bodies on this roster are going to look like. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, quite literally, you don't have a top, you don't have a starting five right now. Yeah. You don't have a starting eight right now. So you need, at a minimum, it, it takes probably 20 guys a year to run an NBA roster. Y'all feel me? I mean, that's a lot of bodies. Yeah. It's a lot of bodies. And Garcy says, also, uh, on the other hand, there's an all-star on every bench that just needs a chance. Absolutely right. Agreed. Absolutely right, and Garcy. There, there really is. Uh, Caleb says, a guy that sucks at Summer League is a cherry on top, LMAO. I, they, at one person's trash is another man's listen, treasure, but not listen, usually. You need to understand. He doesn't suck at summer league. Like I think that's a very harsh way to talk about Jared Butler. I would what agree. it is is he needs developmental time. So if you trade him to a team that's got the right situation and can put him on the floor and and can really see how he'd be applied with their roster, yeah, you're damn right. He can be a cherry on top. Yes, he can. You're not. Summer league is not about where guys are right now. Summer league is about hey, where are they now? Where are they going? Where can I take this guy? You know that, so that's the thing. Like, you got to stop looking at it as, oh, well, Jared Butler sucks right now, so he'd never be valuable to any other NBA team. That's just not how it works. Like, that's yeah. just completely the wrong view. Yeah, and I know I, there's a lot of listen. There's a lot of talk in the comments. Like, I I think Kylan G makes a good point. Butler's a nice piece and has potential to be a rotational player. I don't think he lines up with Utah's current timeline. That's though. what I mean. I think that's an excellent that's point. That's what I mean. That's precisely that's an what excellent I'm saying. Point. But what if he lines up with with the Knicks timeline or the Blazers or you know whatever other team is out there? Like Jared Butler has value somewhere. It's Danny Ainge's job to go and find where that value is or to develop him to a point where where he's useful now. Yeah, and I think, again, um, a drinking game, a drinking and cigar journey with Eric Leatham says, Bruno definitely needs to get an invite to fall camp as long as he has a strong showing in Las Vegas. I thought he played pretty well. He had nice moments um, in SLC Summer League. I mean, he's a guy that, again, that's a guy I would worry about being a Summer League gem. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, I think you're exactly right. He needs to show out. Bruno needs to show out. But, like, that's why when you ask about the two-way contract, like, I don't know. Like, it, it, you've got to figure out who your top ten are. Like, are you bringing Hassan back? Like, how are you going to replace the guys? You know, who's the next Trent Forrest? Who's the next Pascal? Who is? Who's the next Royce O'Neal? For everything he's not, he was a contributor on this team. Who are your starting five? You know, like, uh, Dominion Small says, um, 
Butler is a baseball triple uh, A minor leaguer. He is. He is a four A player is. right now. Show me you can hit major league pitching on a regular basis. I completely agree with that. You know what I mean? Ryan Buckley, uh, what do you expect the Jazz to do if Aiton isn't an option? I'm hearing Indiana is the favorite. Indiana um, would really like to acquire DeAndre Ayton, but the issue is, I think, and this is just my opinion. Mm-hmm. I think so many people are waiting for this Kevin Durant trade that I just don't know where Aiton's going to end up. I mean, he was, it was so close last week. Yeah. The Suns and, and Jazz were so close to a DeAndre Ayton deal. I mean, minutes away from a DeAndre Ayton deal. I have to think that Danny gets that deal done if he really wants it. Yeah. DeAndre Ayton on this roster is a real difference maker. Mm -hmm. He is a real difference maker. If DeAndre Ayton goes to a rebuilding Atlanta team, or excuse me, Indiana team, I think DeAndre Ayton gets minimized there. Yeah. And I think, one, DeAndre Ayton's a Western Conference player. I don't think he's a physical body you know, is, is he, he a guy... He doesn't play like Joel does. He doesn't yeah, play I like, mean, you know, any of these tough guys do. It, but is he a guy that you can see banging with with the toughest centers in the league? I don't think so. Well, we've seen it. He's not. He he just is not that guy. And, yeah. and I, I agree, like, Joel Embiid's interesting because I also look at... at I also look at stylistically what the Eastern Conference is. That is a pick and roll, bang in your body, get fouled, go to the line. Yeah. Like that's how the Eastern Conference plays basketball. The Western Conference is a much more mercurial, free flowing pick and pop conference. Transition game. Yeah. I, I don't think Aiton is a, is as nearly as good in the East as he is in the West. Yeah. And especially when you know that um you know, when there is a when there is a when there is a desire to shoot the three at the level that there is a desire in this league, you've got to have a guy like Aiton yep. who can roll to the basket and hit a pull-up jumper. That's why I think he has he has so much value. Ben says, uh, Rudy is 16 points on eight shots. Aiton is 17 points on 12 shots. But, but again, the limitations in Rudy's game are too much to overlook at $41 million okay. a year. I want to blow this comment up a little bit because I, I feel like we do this all the time in Rudy Gobert's game. You're When you do what you just did, with all due respect, right? I'm not trying to hate on you personally, but when you what what, what did it say? What did, what are the numbers he threw out there right there? The exact comment is Rudy is 16 points eight, on eight shots. Aiton is 17 points on 12 shots. So 16 points on eight shots. What are those eight shots? Was that Rudy Gobert setting a screen and taking eight elbow jumpers? Or was that Rudy Gobert cleaning up eight threes that the Utah Jazz missed and he got twos on that and the Utah Jazz lost the game because of it? Right? It's different. And you have to understand that. It's different. It's no slight to Rudy Gobert. But I'm not going to sit here and read off box scores and say that Rudy Gobert somehow is a more efficient player. Rudy Gobert cleans up for you. DeAndre Ayton helps you win ball games, and that I think is the difference between the two. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Spencer Morgan, good morning to you, friend. He says if you're going to keep Don at the two, then your point guard needs to be really long and athletic. Uh, honestly, Ben Simmons makes a lot of sense if the Jazz are determined to keep Donovan at the two. I agree with that, and again, I just don't see. And a lot of people have asked about Ben Simmons to the Jazz. Yeah, my struggle with Ben Simmons is that he hasn't played in over a year. He's coming off of significant back surgery. 
Andy's battling a mental health situation. How can you take that risk at his dollar figure? That's my biggest issue with Ben Simmons. Yep. And if he shows you, you know, if Ben Simmons shows you that he's fully capable, maybe at the trade deadline. Today, I would not authorize that at all. I just can't co-sign that idea of trading for him because what you'd have to get up to get Ben Simmons is so much. Yeah. And I think you're exactly right, Spence, that, yeah, I think his physical attributes fit directly into what into what the Jazz need. But, man, that is tough. And Garcia says, uh, Jazz can't have two rookie max extensions uh, on the roster. Sure they can. Um, what you can't do is and the rule is when you have a a rookie designated contract which means you extended that contract you can have two of those on your roster you can't trade for two of those so if you are Brooklyn you can't trade for Donovan Mitchell on the same roster where Ben Simmons is because you traded for Ben Simmons and you traded for Donovan Mitchell yeah you sign Donovan Mitchell to his rookie extension so you can then go out and trade for Ben Simmons yeah you can't trade for both of them. So that is you could you could make that deal, no doubt. Uh James Knight says, I see Aaron Baines has recovered from his long-term injury. Do you think he could be a good backup center on a team? Yeah, absolutely. Yep. I mean, the fall he took last year was Gnar. gnarly. Gnarly, dude. And if you haven't seen the ESPN story on Aaron Baines, my God, you should go watch it. But yeah, I mean, I think he's got the right mentality. I think that he could he is clearly someone who is a great bench contributor. You know, I, I don't want him starting for my team, but I definitely think he's a good bench contributor. And I also think, by the way, that Danny loves physical centers. Yeah. He loves grinded out centers. Yeah. Uh Lorenzo Miranda, would Kyrie come to Utah? I don't think so. No. I don't think so. I think culturally he would be a disaster here. Yeah. In my opinion, uh, Ben says you could play Simmons as the one on offense and five on defense. Wish the personalities would work. I don't even think it's a personalities thing. I just think again, not to be redundant, but the risk that it takes, man, the dollar figure, man, it's heavy. It, it's heavy. Woo. Yep. And what are you going to get back from Ben Simmons? That'd be my, that'd be my question. Uh, and Garcy says, say what? Pretty sure Rudy's D helped us win a game or two. Well, there's no doubt Rudy Gobert's defense is is game-changing when he's at the rim. Rudy Gobert offensively, when he has big games, the Jazz lose games. They do. That was a, a pretty it's regular a trend. long-term trend. For, for Rudy, Go, Rudy Gobert, the, the truth about Rudy is it's not his game as to why he was traded. It's not his lack of offense. It's, not, it's none of that. He's making 23% of your salary cap, man. Yep. It's making $41 million a year. It is arguably the worst contract in the NBA. Yeah. And you had to get that off your books because you didn't have any flexibility. And you see, you make that one trade. Now, did Danny Ainge fleece Minnesota? Yes. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. He got a ton in return, swap, a swap, four picks, <coughs> Walker Kessler to make it six picks total. I mean, he, he absolutely fleeced Minnesota. Yeah. But what he did is he got financial flexibility and assets to go and improve the club further. They're probably going to take Rudy Gobert and turn him into four other players, right? So if you figure that you're probably trading Pat Bev, yeah, you're probably trading Pat Bev. Which, by the way, that was the other thing, not to cut you off. That was the other thing I thought was so funny nationally. Now the whole buyout Pat Bev thing, it doesn't exist. Now now the Jazz are trading him according to national people, Yeah, which I think is yeah. hilarious. But you're what you turned Rudy Gobert into yeah. 
had nothing to do with this lack of offense. You turned Rudy Gobert into financial flexibility. Yeah. And now, by the way, I think you need to do the exact same thing with Mike Conley. You need yeah. to trade Mike Conley. Yeah. You need to trade Mike Conley. There, there is no doubt about that. Tanner Plummer, yes, and Garcia did, but it did help the Jazz. It didn't help the Jazz make a deep run in the playoffs. And again, you're not wrong, Tanner, but what I'm telling you is you don't even need to talk about Rudy Gobert and his offense or his skill set or his game. The guy's a phenomenally talented player. He ain't worth $41 million a year. Yeah. That's... Uh, and all those months ago when everybody was on this show pounding us about this contract and you hate Rudy and I will just maintain, at the end of the day, go back to the morning after they signed Rudy to this contract. It's on our YouTube channel. It is the worst mistake of the Ryan Smith era. And it's not really fair to lay it at his feet because he had just bought the team. I mean, the guy, I don't even think Ryan Smith had an office at the Jazz yet when he agreed to that contract. Yeah. Thanks. So... I put that on Dennis Lindsay. The day that this team was born under Ryan Smith was was last December when they they got Danny Ainge into the fold. Yeah. Because that's when everything started moving. Uh, let's see. Theme Park News says, congrats, Monty and Jake. Just noticed you're over 1,000 more subs than David Locke. Oh, yeah, wait, I mean, I don't me. really care. I mean, it, it's with all due respect. I'm not no, trying to I, hate. I'm just saying, like, it doesn't. We don't compete with people. We're independent. We do what we do, you know, and. Yeah, and with all due respect, David Locke works for the team, so I mean, it's 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 just not. Yeah, it's appreciate a different appreciate thing. you noticing yeah. theme park. Yeah, news. but thank you, I appreciate you noticing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Josh Martin says Conley and two firsts for Lillard. Nah, uh, the, the a again, Damian Lillard's making fifty million dollars a year. Yeah, and B, I don't think Portland's looking to trade him. You know, uh, and Garcy, do you think Rudy would have been traded if he hadn't said he was open to a trade? I think he would have been traded. Yeah. I think this is, they made this decision back in December. The first time I heard that they told Donovan Mitchell, we're going to build around you, was last October. The first time that I heard it, hey, Danny Ainge, Ryan Smith, you know, had a, had a sit down with Donovan, talked, was December. And I think that's when the decision was made. It's, I mean, it's the money is what made it. So that Rudy was going to be traded instantly as soon as that deal was signed, right? And and I'm not vilifying Rudy, but this is this is the business of the NBA that you have to understand. When you pay a guy that much, 23% of your salary cap, and you don't win, he's gone. You look have at, to move. Look at Minnesota now. Yeah. In two years, I think it's 2024-25. Yeah. They will collectively pay Carl Anthony Towns and Rudy Gobert $100 million for that season. Oh, wait. One of those two guys won't be there, and it's probably Carl Anthony Towns. Yeah. If they don't win a championship in the next year, if they don't, if they don't make a run, if they and my guess is, just a guess, I don't know a soul in Minnesota that has told me this. But if Carl Anthony Towns and the Timberwolves do not win a championship this year, there's a good chance they're trading Carl Anthony Towns. You're in Minneapolis. Again, conceptually, logically speaking. You're in Minneapolis. Yeah. You cannot afford to pay two guys $100 million. Yeah. You can't. Doesn't make sense. Doesn't. Doesn't. And you sold out to Carl Anthony Towns when you went and traded for Rudy Gobert. You mm -hmm. said, okay, you want to be a power forward? Okay, we'll go get you a center. You better go get us a ring. Yep. That's the business. Rudy Gobert is not a championship caliber player. You don't build around that guy. Yeah. And you don't pay him $41 million a year. You, you Unless just you're don't. the Timberwolves. Yeah. You just, well... 
There you go. Uh, Spencer Morgan, hard pass on Lillard. Two undersized, high usage guards is not what the Jazz need uh, in the starting rotation. I agree with that. Yeah. Uh, and Garcia, high five to Danny so far. Absolutely. Yeah, I great, think he's done great a great so job. Far. Yeah. Alex Chacon, Danny took us from absolutely no flexibility uh, whatsoever to having more flexibility than any other team except maybe OKC or Houston. By the way, you might want to give the ball to Jabari Smith. Yeah. Now, I have no life. And... You know, frankly, my wife was gallivanting around with her gigolo boyfriend last night. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. So I watched far too much of the NBA Summer League. Right. In right. between episodes of Peaky Blinders Season 2. Right. Well said. And Paolo Bancaro. Stud. Dominated last night. Do you think he's going to start in the league, or do you think he's a bench contributor? Uh, I think he might be in the G League all season. Right. Too. Right. I think, he <laughs> might, I think he might be in the G League all season. Right. Paolo Bancaro dominated. Jabari Smith did not. But why didn't he? Because they didn't give him the ball. Yeah. Wow. It's amazing to me. And I say this. We, I feel like we talked about that was with Don, with Book, like with LeBron. Like you can't go four or five straight trips down the floor and not give Jabari Smith the ball. Yeah. I mean, your best scorers need the ball. And this Hello? is this is the Chris Paul issue with Devin Booker. Chris Paul is such a, uh, a floor general that Book won't get the ball for like five, six possessions in a row. Yes. And, then you under, and then you're like, well, why did he have a cold first half? Well, he needs to be in the flow of the game. He's got to get the ball. All right, let's take our let's take our daily temperature. All right, everybody in the comments. Oh God, where will Kevin Durant end up? I think Kevin Durant. I'm like seventy thirty that he's going to end up in Phoenix. Yes! I think that is, and I I talk to people pretty much every day. I I will text or call with people around the NBA. Right. He is he is pretty much said I only want to go to Phoenix. There was early talk about about Miami. Miami has nothing to offer Brooklyn. Yeah. I think Kevin Durant, if he had his druthers, my guess is Kevin Durant would go to Phoenix. But I think his number two is Golden State. And I, I don't think it's Miami. I think it's Golden State. But 70-30, I think he ends up in Phoenix. What about you? Where do you yeah, think he goes? I think, I think Phoenix is where he wants to play. I, I think, you know, the Golden State is the backup plan, but I think Phoenix is where he wants to play. And and I think that Brooklyn is just trying to work out the Kyrie Irving situation before they trade Kevin Durant. And that, to me, is what I feel like is holding up this whole process, as usual, right? Very fitting for Kyrie Irving to hold something up. So I just think that, that, that I think Kevin winds up in Phoenix, and I think that I, I hope that, for the Utah Jazz sake that that does happen because then that means the Aiton deal had to go down because Phoenix has to offload him. Tanner Plummer makes a really good point. Jazz fans need to stop being emotionally attached to players. It's getting embarrassing that so many Jazz fans continue to freak out that Rudy's gone. Thanks. Where will Kevin Durant end up? Holabilly says Wakanda. Wakanda. Wakanda okay. forever. Yeah. Do you I think mean that's... Wakanda, Illinois? You think he's going to play for the Bulls? Yeah. Wakanda, Illinois. Maybe Kenosha, you know? Ke no. What's Kenosha? Don't you mean Kenosha? Kenosha. The broad stop way. Yeah. I don't know why. I, 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 I'm not sure, but I it's fine. You know, it's, it's cool. For a minute. Uh, ben says Kevin Durant will not get traded. Uh, no, I think that, that doesn't. No. I think it's a 10, 5 to 10% possibility, but I seriously doubt that. Yeah. I seriously doubt that. Uh, Tanner says, my gut tells me KD is going to the Suns. 
Uh, Hullabilly says, I agree, Phoenix. Sean Mirzinski says, still say Phoenix, but don't count out Toronto. That's interesting because mm. Toronto is a team that everybody's talking about. But they don't have, what are they going to offer? Like, what are That's they That's what offer? I'm saying. Like, like I, OG Ananobi doesn't get you Kevin OG Durant. OG Ananobi isn't Andrew Wiggins, Jordan Poole, and picks. Like, that's not, I mean, it's like, it, the Toronto angle is just, to me, is not a viable option when you have all I these agree. other options that are like gold mines worth of assets. Sean Marks is asking for five first-round picks. Which is too much. You're not getting that. It's not worth it. But Golden State, the, the theory on Golden State is Wiggins, Wiseman, and Kaminga. And Man, picks. And picks, but that's too much. Yeah. Kevin Durant doesn't solve that problem. Kevin now, Durant's 34 years old. He's got three or four seasons left at this level, and then he's done. I like, think Kaminga and Wiseman are a generation, their own generation. I can't see you trading both those guys. Well, you're Golden State and you want to win, and all you care about is championships. Well, okay. and you have one as well. But you can't trade Wiggins, Kaminga, and Wiseman for one guy. Well, don't forget about Poole. Poole's in there too. I, I, again. Are you trading all? Uh, no, any, I'm not. I'm not. Listen, hell no. I'm, I'd be fine if if you want to trade Pool, Wiseman, and Wiggins. Okay, that's my max. No picks. No picks. That's my max. I'm not. I'm not trading picks and, and this three is the of my best See, four bench guys. This is the issue now that now that now that everyone has put their offers in on Kevin Durant. The Nets don't have leverage. It's like, hey, dude, this is the offer. Take it or leave it. And I have to say, I agree with that logic. By the way, I also agree with the logic. Sean Marks is in no position to be leveraging teams on Kevin Durant because Kevin Durant is not going to play with the Brooklyn Nets anymore. So the fact is, is that if I'm a team trying to get him, the only the only thing that's leveraged against me is the other teams I'm competing with. That's it. Sean Marks isn't going to tell me, hey, this is the price. No, dude. The price is what we're willing to give up. That's the price. And the price is dictated by what other teams are offering. And I guarantee you, this cesspool of teams trying to get Kevin Durant, I'm all sorry, those did guys, you say cesspool? yes, this cesspool, this melting pot, this group of guys of, of hungry, slobbering dogs that are trying to get Kevin Durant, all those guys are talking. I guarantee it, man. They're having conversations. Hey, what'd you offer? What are you offering? Well, what's your trade package? What's their trade package? And they're assessing the value. That's what happens in the league. And then on top of that, you have the Nets trying to trade Kyrie Irving to the Lakers. So that's why everything's just sitting still right now. Terry said, uh, hey, congratulations. Now all I see in my YouTube feed is the Monty Show. Thanks for what? spamming me. What? 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 And he sent hey, a, he sent a, um, and, and why everybody is using this vanishing mode stuff. Bro, like, vanishing you're not mode. in my stack anymore. Now I cannot. I can't even see the rest of your message or your name because I opened You got to resend it now, bro. You got to resend so, it. I hate vanishing mode. Yeah, Stop. you got to turn it off, man. Stop with the vanishing mode. Well, they he probably DM'd you because he, you said he was trying to send you like a picture or something. Yeah, a picture of he he, he had searched and I, I, I it, Utah Jazz trade rumors is what he had searched. And yeah. Like five of our videos are there. <laughs> but man, uh, I, that drives me crazy. Uh, Sean also says, I honestly don't see Durant going back to the Warriors. I just... Uh, don't they have given they have to give cool and uh, hello pool and probably Wiseman plus yeah. yeah and I think it's a bad look that's the other thing like Durant's in a position where I would think that he's considering his legacy and how he wants to define that 
And I just think going back to the Warriors is a bad look, bro. Like, I agree. Like, you're doing the same thing you did. They just won a chip. Like, now you're going to go back? Yep. Uh, Kylan G says, I wish the Nets would pull off what the Spurs did with Kawhi. What's the point of a contract if you can change your mind and then also push your way onto the team you want to play for? That's the NBA these days, Yeah, it's though. a business. Right? I mean, why? I, and I wonder if people don't like this. I guess I don't wonder, but it's a player's league. Why is yeah. that? Why is it a problem conceptually in your mind? Why is it a problem that the NBA is a player's league? Kevin Durant has earned the right to play for whoever the hell he wants to play I for. I totally agree. Like, Kevin Durant is the best player in the world right now. He can do whatever he wants, where he wants. He could take 50 shots a game if he wanted to. Nobody would have an issue. And, and that's why I say, like, I understand where you're coming from. Like, hey, what's the point of a contract? Well, the point of a contract is, you know, Kevin Durant's going to get what he wants. But if he's not happy, he also reserves the right to push his way out. Yeah. I don't. I, like, that's I, just business I, I, to that, me. That is what it is. Yeah. That, that's that just that a is fact what of it life. Is. Scott Howard, if the Bulls had gotten Rudy, how close to contention for a title would they have been, Monty? Man, I think, you know, the funny thing is about the Bulls, and not that you probably want to hear about the Bulls, but. Um, DeMar DeRozan played the Drew and a lot of people were trying to figure out why DeMar DeRozan played the Drew league this, this couple weeks ago, this past week, actually. Yeah. A buddy of mine that works at the score in Chicago was telling me that he did it because he worked on a bunch of tweaks in his game. And I got to tell you, I went back and watched the YouTube highlights of DeMar DeRozan at the Drew league and he absolutely tweaked his game. The crazy thing is DeMar has become a mid-range killer. Yeah. But what he had stopped doing was working to the basket. His mid-range had been stop, drop, like shoot a fadeaway. Damn it, the Drew, if he didn't come up with a bunch of handle. Yeah. He rolled up to the Drew, DeMar DeRozan, rolled up with a Euro crossover that I've never seen before from him. It's that where, where you cross a guy over only to Euro step him for a layup. And it, it, he absolutely did it more than once. And the amazing thing is when you think about, they just paid Zach Levine a, a, a super max. You've got DeMar under contract, but you can't stop anybody at the rim. Right. If you add Rudy Gobert to that and you're able to keep Io DeSumo, yeah, I think you're contending for the Eastern Conference because I also think that keeps that keeps teams like Toronto in mediocrity. And the bigger question is, what are the Philadelphia 76ers doing? Because, note, they still have not gotten back under contract with James Harden. And I think that's a big question right now. I, they're going to get that deal done. Well, they're trying to make trades. That's what they're trying to do. And I, I think that's the, the critical point. Yeah. I think Brooklyn is holding up Philly, who's holding up Chicago. Mm-hmm. Which is to who's say, holding up Phoenix and, and Utah. Which is to say that Brooklyn's holding up everybody. Yeah. But I look at what Chicago needs. Chicago needs a legitimate, how do I say this? Not dominant center. They need somebody who can rim protect. Not Derek, a role Derek, player. Derek Jones Jr. is back there for depth. He's a power forward. You need a guy that can defend the center position. Mo Bamba's a guy that if I'm the Chicago Bulls, I'm absolutely after Mo Bamba. Sorry, did you just say Mo Bamba? Yeah. Shout out to Mo Bamba. Oh, Mo okay. Bamba's a guy that I'd be pursuing if I'm the Shout Chicago Bulls. Shout out to Mo Bulls. Bamba. Frankly, 
Hassan Whiteside is a guy that I would be pursuing if I were the Chicago Bulls. By the way, where is Big Town O Dog lately? I haven't Big, seen I haven't seen Buddy. I don't in the know comments. who that is. Are you referring to Big Dog O Town? I'm sorry, Big Dog O Town. Sorry, I said his name wrong. He's My rolling bad. up in Ogden, bro. Shot the Mobamba. You know, Pat Riley. Pat Riley on the show. Pat Riley's on. Holy cow, Pat! Pat, I got a question for Pat real quick before I read his comments. Pat, are you trading Jimmy Butler to Brooklyn for Kevin Durant? Can I get an answer on that? Are are, are is that trade going to happen? Like five people just messaged me. Did Mo Bamba sign a contract? Did I miss that? I may have missed that. If I did, I apologize. Like okay. a bunch of people. Yeah, resign. Yeah, Mo Bamba resigned yesterday. My my bad. I missed that. Um, I'd be out to that guy. I'd be out to that guy for sure. Pat Riley says NBA players like KD in their mid thirties who get their shot blocked consistently by the Celtics in the playoffs have a high salary and are injury prone and are not what NBA teams want. They want young stars. Every team in the NBA wants Kevin Durant. Yeah. Kevin Durant. Did he do well? Did he do as well as he should have against Boston? No. Kevin Durant's a stud. And if I like, I'm the, I'm a huge Chicago Bulls fan, grew up in Chicago, born and raised. I'll take Kevin Durant on my team right now today. Yeah. You want, you want Io DeSumo, Patrick Williams. You want my mom and um, all of my sisters. Take them. You can have them. I don't care. I want Kevin Durant on my team. I'd hit that. Like, let's go. Like take all, take, take all my money. Take my money right now. Give me Kevin Durant. Yeah. Because if I put Kevin Durant, on on just about any roster, if I put Kevin Durant on the Phoenix Suns, they're winning a championship. Right? Can you imagine Book and Kevin Durant? Forget about CP3. You imagine Book and Kevin Durant? Yep. On the same team? Yeah. You're you're. I mean that that my mind explodes. Yeah. Now you're gonna have to give up Mikael Bridges to get him, which sucks. <laughs> but hey, man, wh why is everything? Not everything. Did Pat has Riley to do reply to me? Is he trading trade Jimmy? Um, Scott Howard said hard pass on Taco Fall. LOL. I agree. Uh, Pat Riley says Jimmy stays. Damn. Damn. Good try, though. <laughs> Hitman X uh, says Bamba is signed. Yeah, my bad. Where did he sign? I missed that, too. Re I think he re-signed in Orlando. Oh, okay. Uh, Jacob Yates. Everyone wants KD, not small market teams that know he doesn't want to be there. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely an elitist signing. I mean, you have to be... You know, you have to be Phoenix or like a team that's contending for titles every year. This is recently. the haves and the have-nots. Yeah, I mean, this is classic NBA. This is hey, you got picks, okay? You know, it is what it is. Uh, Kylan G says Monty is a GM reading, uh, reading, uh, trading away his whole family. Yeah, pretty. Yeah, much. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, dude. Uh, and Garcia says, how about Katie and Ben for Donovan and all our new picks? <laughs> uh no, nah, I'm not into Ben Ben Simmons. I'm just not. Yeah. Ben not, needs to play man. a year in Brooklyn. Show me ben what he needs got. to play. And by the way, I still maintain the Kyrie Irving thing is is far more fascinating to me than Kevin Durant. Yeah. Because and I know again, you and I have have We have vacillated back and forth. Um you and I have completely disagreed on this. Right. And again in the comments, let's hear it. Yeah. I'm a I'm team Kyrie. If it, and, and as somebody that's a casual observer of the LA Lakers, right? You're well, casual. I want Kyrie, LeBron, and AD together. Well, the problem is, is you're not going to get that either way because AD never plays basketball. So okay. Well, I'm sorry. It's uh, it, I know he's getting up at 4:50 every day. By the way, you need to Jake get up Cockburn. earlier. It's Jake Cockburn. Yes, it is Jake Cockburn. That's right. That's right. <laughs> that's correct. I agree with you. 
then Anthony Davis is hurt too much. Yep. I agree with you that Anthony Davis is more of a liability than an asset. After the street clothes Davis. And again, they're human beings when they're not playing basketball. When they're on the basketball court, they are commodities. And I would agree that Anthony Davis is a depreciating asset. Yeah. Without question, they should trade him to the Chicago Bulls. The Bulls wanted Anthony Davis last year, should have traded for him. If I'm the LA Lakers, I'm going to get Kyrie Irving to pair with LeBron and AD. That is a winning formula. And in my mind, if if you have Kyrie, LeBron, and AD, you don't need 10 guys. You need eight guys. Mm-hmm. And that's the, that's the thing with Kevin Durant in Phoenix. Kevin Durant allows you to play eight guys. The problem is is that your margins are much smaller at that point. Oh, your room for error is gone. If if they sign and not if, it's probably when at this point, honestly. But like if you bring in Kyrie into that Lakers situation and Anthony Davis gets hurt, you know, like you're in a but he in a rough spot. You. But 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 are you? Yeah. Because my feeling is is that if you trade Russell Westbrook's deal financially you're strapped you're the lakers you're always strapped it is what it is but if you're able to get russell westbrook in his contract off your roster and you replace that with kyrie irving you are probably saving 15 million dollars a year yeah 15 yeah yeah and your production goes way up i look at kyrie irving speak about a guy that's having a summer all of the all of the video, all of the people who have played with Kyrie Irving saying he is playing the best basketball they've ever seen. He's motivated because he's not getting a contract extension. No. He is gonna be he's gonna play. Prove it. He opted in, he's gonna play on that deal. So the minute you trade him, that's nine million dollars in savings. Nine million bucks. That's yeah. more bodies. And they have uh, you know, veteran mid levels, they have some tools. All you need is eight guys on that Laker roster in in April, May, and June. You need eight guys. Yeah. And wow. my guess is the other thing that people are talking about is LeBron James. Note LeBron's been in New York for three weeks. He has he didn't just go to the summer runs with Chris Brickley for a week and then come back to LA. LeBron's been in a, in in New York for three weeks. And when he's in New York, he is doing one thing building his body, and building his game. Well, and trying to get a deal with the Knicks because they're going to trade him to the Knicks, right? No, because they're trading for Donovan Mitchell, remember? Oh, sorry, anyway, dude. my yeah. point is, yeah. I'm telling you now, I am Team Kyrie. You want to put Kyrie Irving on the Chicago Bulls? God bless you. Please, let's do it yesterday. Right. I am telling you that this guy, this, hey, time to slurp and splash, bro. Yeah. Seems I, like a great opportunity to slurp and splash. Let's go. I'm there with Kyrie. You remember this on what's today? July 8th, 2022. Right. You remember Monty in the morning be telling me craziness. Right. Remember I said this. Kyrie Irving's going to have a career year. And I, I, if I am the Lakers, I want to benefit from that career year. And then I want to let him walk away. Are people myring? Because Kyrie Irving has to have a career year. Yeah. There are some people saying that he has not been financially savvy. And then he needs money. And that he is motivated to get a max extension after this season? Hey, you want that guy on your team. That's pretty much self-explanatory. You don't want the old broken down barnacle who just got you. With all due respect, you don't want Rudy Gobert's contract on your roster. You want to trade Rudy Gobert's contract. Yeah. You want this Kyrie Irving on your roster because he's healthy and he's ready. LeBron, healthy and ready. Anthony Davis supposedly working hard on his game. 
your game's not the problem, AD. Your body's the problem. Yeah. And if AD's motivated and he's he's in the lab and they say he's working on his After lower lower body, hey man, one year is all you need from those three guys. If I'm the LA Lakers, I'm making that trade. Yeah. I'm doing whatever I have to do to get Kyrie Irving on my roster. And I know again I'm crazy and but I am team Kyrie and I'd make that trade in a second. Well no, what you are is thirsty for a Kyrie deal. <laughs> <laughs> I would love a Kyrie deal. Uh Jumpman James says LaChina James. LaChina James. Is that a Nike reference? Okay. By the way, Devin Booker re up with Nike. Yeah. My dude guy. just keeps getting paid. Uh, Tanner Plummer says, Scott, it's Westbrook. Get it right. Yeah, come on, dude. Scott Howard hey says, guys. especially getting Kyrie in and Westbrook out. Yeah, can you please refer to him as Russell Westbrook, please? Yeah, thank you. Um, James Knight says, God forbid you pull a muscle in bed while it's feeding the chickens, Jake. Yeah, seriously. Seriously. Like, that's my problem, <laughs> dude. I just don't trust <laughs> Anthony Davis, man. You can always count on James Knight for a good self-pleasuring reference. Yes. You know, uh, Scott Howard says, wouldn't take Kyrie on my team, Monty, but I agree. Lakers would be the best situation for him. By the way, did anybody notice? Where was Kyrie last night? He was at the uh, the L.A. Sparks game. Yeah, I mean, he's chilling in L.A. Tanner Plummer says, speaking of RSL segment, Mrs. Monty, when is RSL podcast coming out? <laughs> I know I ask that every week. No, Tanner, you ask it every day. By the way, where are you going to be tonight? I'm going to be at the RSL match. So going to the Colorado Cup. Going to see RSL tonight. Who's, is anybody else going to the match tonight? Let's hook up. Tomorrow it's tomorrow night? Why did I think that game was tonight? You're such a casual. Okay. You're well, a casual. You know what? Now I got to look it up. Now I got to look know, it up. I mean, it's just you, you're saying you're a fan, but. I'm, well, I never said that. Let's not get crazy. Oh, okay. I am a huge, uh, I am a huge uh, football fan. Right. My good friend Ben Napoleon Wilson would never call it soccer or football. Football. Right. Football. Right. Um, yeah, I totally agree. Mrs. Monty's got the tickets. She should know when it is. She's saying to It is tomorrow, it's tomorrow night. night. There's yeah. no doubt about it. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to the RSL match tomorrow night yeah. against Colorado. Right. So, hey, man, y'all want to catch the Coco together? Let's do it. Let's hook up at uh, wow. at Real Oh, uh, the thing we can't talk about because YouTube hates us. But we can call it the Coco, right? Yeah. You know. Uh, Irving and Donovan and some, if not all, of our picks. Hey, man, I would do it. Um, Jumpman James says, Rocky Mountain Cup, baby. I'm excited for the match. It's a it's a thing. I'm not going to wear any RSL gear because I don't have any, but I'm excited. It's been it's been like 17 years since I've been to an RSL match. <laughs> you know, uh, Sean Mirzinski, he just bought a four million dollar house in L.A. It's a matter of time. Yeah, I'm down just for that comment. Monty, I hope you get the car towed. LOL. Just kidding. Tanner says, wow, we won't be towing our car, Tanner, because we actually park. Legally. Yeah, we park it in the, you know, the approved spaces. Unlike you. Tanner got his car towed. How long ago Tinto. was that? Was that two years ago? A no. year ago? Was that? Was it that long ago? So Tanner and his dad, if I remember right, went to the RSL match and they parked illegally. And Tanner's like, oh, I park here all the time, Dad. Oh, hey, Dad. Dad. Well, what he said was, is he parked on the side of a restaurant and the restaurant owner said he wouldn't be towed. And then he got towed. And the restaurant guy's like, yeah, sorry, dude. You're out of luck. Yeah. All right. Here, here have some free fries. See you later. <laughs> hey, man, can I... Can, Let me tell you what now. Can I get some fry sauce? No, you got to pay for that. Yeah. That's exactly right. Uh, last comment on uh, Kyrie. My holy king. My holy king. My holy king. 
says Kyrie wants a new max contract more than a ring. Well, to get a max contract, guess what? Yeah. He's probably got to win a ring. Uh, Christopher Delva says, damn. And Scott Howard says, Tanner, do you like the voice Monty does for you? Tanner loves the voice. I yeah. Do. Uh, my Holy King says, Danny Ainge doesn't want Kyrie back in Utah. No, I would, I would agree that he, uh, I would agree he does not. All right. Real quick, real quick. Breaking news on Deshaun Watson. How about this story? So, you know, Deshaun Watson's been accused by 26 women of sexual assault during a massage. Right. Massage. Right. Uh, well, it turns out one of the 24 women who filed a lawsuit has a son. Uh-oh. Turns out the son likes to talk after mom didn't pay up. Uh-oh. One of the sons of the massage professionals who, who are suing Deshaun Watson is on recordings saying that his mother, initially after her service with Deshaun Watson, complimented him and said she enjoyed the experience and he was he he treated her well. And then she saw and heard about all of the lawsuits happening with Deshaun Watson. And all of a sudden, she filed suit. My dog was laying on the floor licking his butt. That's what I snapped about. <laughs> um, Deshaun Watson had all these suits filed against him. So this massage professional then was like, oh, no, he uh, treated me poorly and I felt sexually assaulted. Uh... The mother went to the son and said, I'll cut you in if you stay quiet. And so now it looks like this woman made up the allegations against Deshaun Watson. You are fake. And her son outed her. And she only sued Deshaun Watson after everybody else got on board and she saw a payday. A no good, rotten, disgusting scoundrel. Jake, do you believe it? Do you buy it? Yeah, I do buy it, actually. I think that people do this all the time. I think that people are just out trying to get some money, man. And I think that Deshaun, I will maintain... Deshaun, you are not a very intelligent human being, bro. Putting yourself in this kind of situation, you should never be one-on-one -on -one with a woman in in a room unsupervised. Like it just it's a for guys of his stature and his his money and his situation in life, you just can't do it. It's it's a risk. No, I would agree and I think it's a huge mistake. But having said that, this goes to show you that anytime you have pile-on lawsuits, you have to question how many of them are valid. Yeah. And whether it is Trevor Bauer or Deshaun Watson. It's a trend. All kinds of false allegations of sexual misconduct against guys that are affluent, against guys that have money, against guys that have fame. When you ask and, them that question, you may get a very unusual answer. Yeah, I think this is incredibly, incredibly predictable, which is disappointing. Because now I think we're in a position where I need evidence. I need to I need to know how many other women did exactly what this one woman is accused of doing. Yeah. And I mean it gives it more credence because it's her son who is accusing Deshaun Watson or her son who is saying that hey this woman's only accusing Deshaun Watson to get a payday. Yep. That's a problem. And by the way if you're the NFL is it, this has to matter. I mean if you're the the uh the judge deciding or whatever the arbiter deciding Deshaun's fate. I mean this has to matter. Yeah. I don't know. And Garcy says, focus, Monty. Sheesh. Hey, man, I've got over a grand into my dog's butthole. 
I cannot focus. A when grand he's... into your dog's butthole. Well, ask Mrs. Monty. She knows we have spent money on that dog's butthole. Diarrhea. Yeah, the guy's got diarrhea left and right. No, he, no, he doesn't. He actually puts out foam poles. Butthole. You know, Mrs. Monty. <laughs> she doesn't have a comment on that. Uh, Pat Riley says no sexual assault charge filed against Deshaun Watson. That's the legal term. The civil suits are more like sexual harassment charges. Oh, no, they're not. Au contraire, mon frere. The allegations by some of these women and one of the women, one of the four women who has not settled with Deshaun are like, and I don't even want to say the words because I know there's a lot of people who listen to the show at home. They are heinous, heinous. Yeah, gnarly. Accusations of they're sexual up there with assault. What, they're up there with what Bauer got accused of. I mean, the worst kind of sexual assault that yeah. you can think of. Yeah. You know, I mean, come on. Um, let's see. Modest Man says, people coming out of the woodwork wanting that settlement money. Absolutely yeah. right. Totally agree. Totally agree. Yeah, uh, I know what time it is. You know, uh, my holy king says, ever since Watson wanted out of Texans, these allegations popped up. Well, By the way, the lawyer who is representing the women is neighbors with the owner of the Texans. So think that's a problem. Yeah. You think there's a conflict of interest there? Please. Sean Mirzinski, well, that's the only case that doesn't mean that he's innocent at all. No, it doesn't mean he's innocent. But I think it's just, I, I think what's troubling about this whole thing is I don't think you can suspend him like two seasons. I, I just don't think that that's going to work anymore. I, I think there's no actual evidence here. There's no like definitive, yes, he actually did this. It's their word against his word. And I think the only thing that, that the league has is the personal conduct policy. Yes. And the problem is they don't even have that because Robert Kraft violated that in a sexual manner a couple seasons ago. They did nothing about that. So now you're gonna you're going you're gonna go and suspend Deshaun six games for this? Come on, dude. Like I just don't think it's realistic. Fat Jesus says when there are this many, you have to question how many are true. What? You've always pointed out the number of as evidence of charges are true. No, what I said was, and if I didn't say it clearly, let me restate it. When you have this many allegations, and when it started out with five, then it went to 10. Now it's at 26, and 24 cases filed. We went from 10 to 26, bro. But, but when you have an escalator like that, I think you have to be really skeptical. Yes. I also think when you have that many women that are coming forward saying, hey, I think you you kind of have to believe that he he did something. But when you have 26 women, you better vet those cases really thoroughly. Yeah. He's paid to silence 20 of these women. There's a lot of baggage here, whether it is yes. whether it is the whole idea that the lawyer lives next to the Texans owner, whether it is that this only came out after he asked for a trade away from the Texans. Like, There's a lot of layers to this, and that's why I just think at the end of the day when you boil this down, they don't have evidence, dude. And there the is lawyer, no evidence. And the lawyer who is representing these women I think is a brilliant attorney. He tried to go to the police and yeah. get them to prosecute Watson. And you know why he wanted to, he wanted to go to the police? Because he knew they would not prosecute based on the evidence he had. And what would that do? That would create leverage to settle the case. Yeah. And I say I have said all along, I think all this is is a cash grab. Yeah. They these this guy wanted settlements. Yeah. And I think he from got it. From the lawyer's perspective, it and was a cash grab. I think he got it. Absolutely it was a cash grab from the lawyer's perspective. I I, I can't help but believe that some of these women were sexually assaulted. I, I have to believe yeah. that in my opinion because there's just too many allegations. And now with these four women that refuse to settle, they want their day in court, that tells you they were wrong. Yeah. Somebody hurt those women. When you won't take the, the cash settlement, 
you that usually means that you're out for justice. But again, I'm just going to keep saying this, and I don't mean to be obnoxious about it, but there's no evidence, dude. You None. don't have video evidence. You don't have text messages. You, like, you've only got the Instagram DMs. Like, that's it. Yeah. Oh, my. Jeremy Bolton has decided to join the show. Whoa, Jeremy. Wow. You're you're only, uh, what, uh, 52 hour and a half late? You know what I'm saying? Come on, guy. Gene Stream Gamer says, just got home from work, and this is home right here. Thank you, buddy. Good to see you. By the way, if you're here right now, Will you please take the direction of Jumpman James and give us a thumbs up? Um, of the 245 people watching the show, please give us a thumbs up. That would really help the channel grow. And now um, I want to speak frankly and honestly to Android users. <laughs> You're an idiot. <laughs> okay, let's talk about this story as we get to our non-sports stories. Android ads on your lock screen. If you are an Android user, get ready. Ads are coming to your Android phone yes. when the phone is locked. Yes. And this is not something new. Along the Pacific Rim and in Europe, Android users already get bombarded with ads on their lock screen. Right. The good news is if you're an iPhone user, you likely will never see this. Yeah. Because it is a huge risk. What has to happen is the Android platform has to give access to an ad company to place those ads. And now that's coming to Android phones in the U.S. How much do you hate this, Jim? Uh, I hate it a lot. I mean, I think that it's, it, I, well, so two sides of it. On a premise, the premise of it, I hate it. I think that you're, the reach has just gone too far. I shouldn't have to see ads on my personal cell phone device if I don't want to. It, like, I shouldn't, my, my iPhone right now is locked. If I open this, I shouldn't get an ad for something I was looking at five minutes ago. That just shouldn't be that's the right. case. Now, I understand, hey, if you're in an app or you're online, okay, that's different. You're out in the internet, okay, I get it. But when I'm not on the internet it, it, or in apps, like I just shouldn't be, I just shouldn't be uh, bombarded with it. So it is, it is, it, I, I don't love it, but it is what it is, you know? Yeah, I think this is one of those things where this was inevitable. I don't think you're going to see this on iPhone. Yeah. I don't think you're going to see this on iPhone. Just because I, I, I think iPhone is way more security conscious. I think yeah. that they're uh, much more on lockdown mode as far as that's concerned. Fat Jesus says, if you're speaking to Android users, you need to speak more slowly. Right. And right. use them right. smaller words. Right. Which I'm okay with. I'm totally okay with that. James Knight says, uh, whoa, hey, James Knight, uh, says, come on, guys, take the time to hit the thumbs up for these guys who provide us with entertainment each and every day. Well, I don't know. What do we have? 51? Yeah, I appreciate that. Um, but if, uh, and I understand that if you're on an Android, you probably don't know where the thumbs up button is. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm totally kidding. Scott Howard says, just switch to Apple with my newest phone and especially with the news about Android, I'll never go back. Well, it, and the truth be told, yeah, Android is a really good platform. I mean, it, obviously it's pliable. People like it because... You can put any kind of app you want on that phone, it's any kind of service. Yeah. yeah. It's really easy to manipulate. Yeah. Which is the problem with these ads because they do cause security problems. Yes. And the other thing that I think is a really important part of this conversation is are you burned out on ads? And obviously, here on YouTube, that's a daily part of life. I mean, ads on YouTube, ads on videos, ads. But I think it ads feels at different. Like on YouTube, it feels a bit different, right? Because you're watching this yes. video, 
you understand, okay, yeah, I'm going to see an ad every probably 10 minutes or so or like whatever it is, yep. depending on the video. Like you understand that's part of the process. I think the ads that people are burned out on is like when you're on Instagram, let's say, and you're flipping around. And because you were looking at whatever item you were looking at 10 minutes ago, now Instagram is serving you ad ads about that item. That's what I think people are burned out on. I think people are tired of being tracked and like, you know, just being bombarded with it constantly. And that's why I say like, as part of this, you know, the story about this whole ads on home screens for Androids, um, you know, users like Samsung with their phones had to stop doing ads on apps because users were so burned out on it that they were basically saying, hey, no, you can't serve me ads anymore. So Samsung had to make that adjustment where they weren't allowing it anymore. And that, that to me, the user sentiment is you, you can't mess with user sentiment. You can't be so money hungry that you're just going to bombard people with ads until they're like, no, I'm not buying Samsungs anymore. That, but do that, that you, doesn't work. Do you really believe that people will leave Android over this? Yes, I do. I think it will. I actually I do think, too. I think, and here's why. It is true. Like the logic from the advertiser's perspective is, hey, your phone's on lock, right? And it's going to be on lock like a gazillion times a day or whatever. And in the lock screen is seen hundreds of times a day. The problem is what I think they're not calculating for is that people don't people don't want to open their phone and see an ad for X, Y, and Z. It's it's no. just not a good user well, experience. And I feel like my phone is my place. Like yeah. I, it, it's such an it feels like such an invasion or an encroachment of privacy, and it's yeah. it's incredibly frustrating that that's that that's going to happen. But I think that's our society now. Whether it's ESPN.com, whether it is. You know, any website you go to, any, you know, platform information, any of that, you're going to see ads. I yeah. mean, like you see pre-roll ads, you see middle of, of you know, like I was watching a a, um, a video at Mediaite.com. Yeah. And just in the middle of testimony at this trial, in comes an ad. And I want to say it was for, for um, Jersey Mike's here in Utah. Mm-hmm. And it's like, man, I'm trying to watch a, I'm trying to watch a, a, a news thing, and here I go, I get this. Like, it's just incredibly frustrating. To yeah. Me. So I feel like your phone is a place to escape. I feel like your phone is a place. It's not a sanctuary, but don't put ads on my phone. Yeah. Like, it, it, like I'm not even looking at content, and now I got to see ads on my lock screen. Yes. Like that just it and feels that burnout, like I think is significant. It feels like an incredible intrusion. Yes. You know, Jeremy Bolton says uh, I'm 100% leave Android if ad starts coming to my phone. I pay tons of money not to have ads on my phone. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly right. Caden Graves says morning. I typically listen to the show on podcast form, but I'm catching you live here at the end. I love listening to your jazz talk. Thanks for doing the show, Caden. Thanks for being here, man. Yeah. Thank you. Um, Eric Tavares says just when you mentioned ads, one just popped up while I was watching. See, but on, on YouTube, I think you expect that. I think on YouTube, you understand that's part of the game. I think the difference is when it's on your home screen, you're like, hey, dude, why am I seeing an ad for whatever they're showing me? Why am I seeing that on my home screen? It just is a different experience. Yeah, you know, I think it's, well, James Knight makes a good point. If you watch a ton of YouTube, you should seriously consider upgrading to YouTube Premium. It's ad-free. And then there's that. It's ad-free. I, I think that that's, that's absolutely one. And hey, look, Mrs. Monty has actually decided to, whoa, that dress does um, does show quite a bit of your... Um, your bill. Wow. Thank you. Well, look at Jake reaching over. Good morning, Mrs. Monty. Hi. Hi. Sorry. 
Um, What's your thought here? I just wanted here? to say that the, the, the whole thing, like, if you want to pay for my phone bill, then cool. Go ahead and put an ad on my phone. That's fair. But that is definitely something that phone carriers are going to have to fight with with the, the designers of the products because... That is wrong. I am not letting you advertise on my phone when I pay so much money per month in order to have my phone. By the way, Mrs. Monty, there is a huge women's Air Jordan 2 drop happening right now. Oh, my God. It, that you are missing um, <sighs> on the phone. But, yeah, I. you know what? What about a profit share on that? I mean, like, and I agree with James Knight um, that you you have to. You have are you are you in on this drop? What, what are you doing? I'm trying to look. I'm trying get, to look. Get in your sneakers app, kid. Let's go. Let's go. Anyway, wow. Um, you're, um, you're, yeah. This morning is a rough morning for me. Yeah, seriously. Yes. Yeah. Have you looked in the mirror? Uh, anyway, <laughs> I'm kidding. Wow. So, wow. That was a joke. Wow. Totally kidding. I would tell you, I feel like it's incredibly intrusive. I, I think I think it's incredibly intrusive, and I am going to try now. If you guys watch our show, not to divert, but yeah, we're single huge, up on you so they can see it. I can't. The camera. Oh, split. it's on Mrs. Monty. Uh, yeah. Right. So I, you know, hey. But if you look at Mrs. Monty's phone, she's using the sneakers app right now, and we are huge. We are huge sneakerheads. So are you going to go for this? In in are you going to go for the shoot? Yeah. And my guess is, my guess is that you you would like a size ten. Uh, 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 <laughs> what's your shoe size in women's shoes <laughs> in 11 and a half and 11 and a because of course of course because sneakers app and nike 10. hates me yes a men's 10 yes thank you uh because sneakers app hates me uh i am not you know they don't allow you know nice shoes to come in a size 15 right you know, because why you know why would you you know why would you want to do that all right i'm getting oh, in the face draw. id face id i'm getting in the draw More now I mean, I I got the green one. Like for sure, getting an L in this one. The green one. Do you want the green one or the red one? I'm gonna try for both, just because I don't think I'm gonna yeah, get either. There's no chance you're. Then you're gonna both get both, these. and you're gonna be like, bro. <laughs> there's no chance that bro. that's gonna happen. It's just okay. Getting back in on the green one now. But this is a great. It's great. It's an Air Jordan two, and they don't make it in men's sizes. This case. Okay, so where do we come down as a finale on the ad conversation? Because then we got to get to sleep and then we actually have to do the job. But um, I think this is a horrendous violation of privacy. And if you're on an Android, you absolutely shouldn't be be putting up with this. I think that phone carriers are going to have to either make a deal. They give you a lower price for your monthly fees in order to run these ads. Or they're going to get totally screwed when people leave. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Garcy says he's been married almost 15 years. No clue how my wife puts up with it. Yeah, I, I don't know either how my wife the, puts up with me either. You know. You know, Fat Jesus says today was the first time an ad ever interrupted your show. Is that right? Really? Is that right? I did not know that. Um, oh. Gene Stream Gamer says I'm a sneakerhead but didn't have none. Okay. You should get some. Tanner says, sorry, you're probably sick of uh, this, Mrs. Monty. Any updates on the RSL podcast? <laughs> Bro, when it's time for the RSL podcast, we'll let you know. He wants an RSL podcast. You know. Uh, Jumpman James says, not trying to brag, but my Jordan collection is now uh, down below 200. Used to be around 300 pair. Dang sneakers app. I'm probably pushing 200 at this point. I've got to yeah. be close. My, and it's Jordan's Air Max and Air Max. Yeah. Those are the two things I collect exclusively. Air Max 90s, um, Air Max 2017s, um, and any Air Jordan. I'm a huge, huge fan. 
I, I probably shouldn't. Uh, Jeremy Bolton says, oh, you're getting the Alex Caruso weed green shoe color. Yeah. Well, he's a Jordan guy. I would love to have Alex Caruso's weed green shoes. You know, uh, Ari Chavera says, FYI, ads online are okay. That's natural. It's annoying, but many are so used to it. It's a form of anger management in some ways. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> On YouTube, you expect it. On your yes. home screen, it's just too much. Yes. Yes. Um, and Garcia says, they heard RSL is moving to Vegas with the Jazz, LOL. Wow. Bite your tongue. Wow. You probably, yeah, no, you know what, and Garcia, you probably need more sleep. Which brings me to our next comment. Or conversation. Jake, do you get enough sleep? No, hell no. Do I get enough sleep? That's a joke. No, I don't. Not even close. Mrs. I mean, I'm sorry, Mrs. Monty, do you get enough sleep? I'm closer than both of you. Well, I get, you, you I get are. about an uh I get about forty five minutes more than, than you do each night. I am somewhere around six hours every night. And if I have a rough night of sleep, I get like five hours. Yeah. But usually I sleep pretty well. The last week I've had four or five nights in a row where I've slept straight through the night. But I'm only getting like five and a half, six hours max. Yeah, because you're too busy watching Peaky Blinders. I'm trying to catch up on Peaky Blinders. But there's been a lot of like I've I've been texting a lot at night trying to, you know, with jazz stories. Or we've had a lot of time off recently because of holidays. So we're staying up later on the weekends. Right. And on the weekends I really try to stay on schedule like i try to get up at five o'clock five thirty six o'clock yeah because when i sleep till like the latest i can sleep is six fifteen six thirty on the weekends i just feel drunk on monday morning at four thirty. it's brutal so my schedule is we get up at four thirty every day to do this show and i'm usually in bed by 10 o'clock it used to be i was in bed by 8 45 9 o'clock but now with peaky blinders and now with this and that and right you know, just a lot of planning stuff and meeting stuff. Like, I've been staying up later. Right. We need to get back to that. <laughs> yeah. But what, do, but what do I always say? Discipline requires sacrifice. Like, it, 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 it is. Yeah. Discipline requires sacrifice. You want to go to bed at 845? You got you to gotta sacrifice something. I also think that our our television watching habits right now are not like helping. Peaky Blinders is stressful. Like it's just it a is. stressful series, <laughs> and it like goes from really really dark to a little bit of light to dark. Yeah, it's brutal. I love it, but it it is like it's stressful. I was thinking about this this morning. Like it's stressful. Yeah, and it, and the other thing is, I am somebody that's constantly I read a lot on my phone, um, and y your research, Jake is the one who came up with this topic because there's new research out that says one in three Americans get less than seven hours of sleep. Yeah, seven hours of sleep is defined as uh, appropriate. Like how much sleep you need to function properly and give your body enough yeah. time to repair. No. And like, that's the number. Um, but they also, in this article listed tips of like, you know, like they said, and we all know this, this isn't new, but like, you know, the blue light from your phone messes with your circadian rhythm. So they say to not look at your phone at least a half hour, you know, before you go to bed. So like, I, there are things you can do to help, but we don't do those things. Yeah. Um, James Knight says, Monty, um, you're about my vintage where I'm 49 years old. Uh, how regular is nighttime P guy waking you up? It really it's depends. Changed. It has changed, changed a lot. So I've lost a significant amount of weight over the last, I would say, year. No. Um, oh, the dog is, is no. the dog is Dude, bulling a China shop. I swear shopping. to God. Ooh. Yeah. Anyway, um, the point is uh, I've lost a significant amount of weight over the last year. Um, I'm right at 50 pounds. So I found that as I lose more weight, 
I don't go to the bathroom in the middle of the night. But the other thing is, how much water am I drinking? Like I drink, I generally try to drink three of these. Um, I think this is 24 ounces. I try to drink three of those and I try to stop drinking water at six o'clock. Yeah. If I stop drinking water at six o'clock, generally I won't have a visit with nighttime pee guy. I won't. But I'm telling you, the next time I do won't be the last time because it is. And like my vitamins, I take, I've, I've really focused on, on vitamin intake and regularly taking vitamins right before I go to bed. Um, I take a plant sterile and a CoQ10 right before I go to bed. Instead, I, w I was also taking uh, B12. I've cut the B12 out. It's in my morning routine now. So I don't. I, I don't. It, gener it really is all about habits. Yeah. I'll tell you what, though, it makes a huge difference. And the more I work out, the more I, I go to the bathroom. I mean, I because I, I drink a lot more. Yeah. And I drink a product um, called Amino Energy um, that's a powder, and I take creatine. Do so you even lift? I drink that at what, noon-ish, 12.30? And I all I do all afternoon from 12.30 to 5 o'clock, all I do is just pee. What do you bet? Like, it, it, it absolutely strips the water out of you. Yeah. So to answer your question, I generally, when I work out and I've lost weight, I don't, I don't have to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night anymore. Yeah. So I don't know. It's, it's pretty rare. It might be once a week and it just depends on how much I drink. Um, that's it. And Garcia says, Monty focus. Yeah. Dude, I'm a squirrel. I, 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 I can't, uh, James Knight says, thanks Monty. Very helpful feedback. You're welcome. Um, Erich Devera says, for us working nine to five, that's the purpose of work. You sleep at work. Time flies when you sleep. Yeah, yes, it does. Agreed. <laughs> yes, you it know, does. Sleep five how hours. Have you, how have you lost weight? It, it's just a, it's food, man. Like, and it's, you know what it, it's, it's been, and I'm not even making this up. It has been cutting out meat. I don't eat nearly as much meat as I used to. Uh, Zone R says, love your podcast. Good work, guys. Greetings from Madrid, Spain. Hey. Wow, sick. Hey, dude. what's up in Spain? Good to see you. That's awesome. Uh, Snuka says, good morning. Jeremy Bolton says, uh, good morning. Mrs. Monty, did you win the draw? Have you looked and seen? I haven't looked. I'm, I'm currently holding yeah, on to the Yeah, she's holding a dog. And she's like, holding the beast. She is. There he is. That's our, that's our dog, Rhino, right there. Rhino. He's a bull in a china shop if you let him walk around with cameras. Are you going to say goodbye? So uh, that's it. Show's over. Hey, if you're here right now, please do us a favor and give us a thumbs up. Give us that. Hit that like button below. It makes a huge difference on the channel. It really helps us grow. So if you're here right now, please give us a thumbs up. Back on Monday with all the reaction from NBA Trade. Summerlink kicks off uh, yesterday. It tips off, please. It tips off. Thank you. Jazz 530 tomorrow night against Atlanta and Las Vegas. We'll have all the latest headlines for you uh, on Monday. Until Monday, say goodbye, Jake. Goodbye, Jake.